Previously on Maiden A to Z. The three metal maniacs went pedal to the metal and accidentally warped forward into 1985. However, with headfast determination to honor their podcasting duty, Johnny Headline devised a plan. I may or may not have told you about my time machine. I mean, it's clearly gonna work. 282? Yep. Yep. Can't get enough 80s because you've still got that pair of rules. Admit it. This is 1982 Strikes Back. So, you're really, really an 80s fan. Okay, Tootsie, here's some more stuff for you. I want you. I think you're fine. It's I Love the 80s Strikes Back. And this is 1982 again. Oh, Lars Ulrich from Metallica here. Um, Got a new album coming out. March or April. I can't fucking remember now. Anyway, um, Iron Maiden. One of the first new wave of British heavy metal bands I ever got into. Um, Enjoy part two, huh? But like speaking of the arrangement, like back to the music of this song and like the structure of it, like we have, yeah, we have the, like the second verse when, when Clive is in, the whole band is playing and the way they slightly transform the riff. It's so simple, but they play it so well, and and uh, I love it. Like it's kind of ACDC meets thrash metal in a way. Yeah, because you have yeah, that something like that. scale. The Mixolydian scale for non-guitar nerds is basically a kind of a folky type scale that is major, but it has the minor seventh mm. in it, so it makes it sound rocking. You know, it's used yeah. in a fair few Beatles tunes and a lot of ACDC. Da na na. Na 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 yep. na 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 na, exactly, and you get this yeah. uh, both in these verses that are going back to normal four four. So you get the drive right, yeah. and also in the chorus, which is extremely short. Mm. The chorus is one and a half laps only. Yeah, that's very little. But I think that's a good thing, and like fitting with the whole like the danger of this song. I think that's what makes it. It's it's like the Revelation Book of Revelations in the Bible. It's a it's a little piece that's dangerous, and then the rest of it is pretty standard rock music, really. And like no one really cares about what Bruce is singing in the verses. Like I don't it's know cool, if though. the story is. Yeah, it is cool, <laughs> but is the story that good? really like the story is silly actually I, yeah. agree. I recall south park when the dads have this secret these secret meetings when mm. they dress up as witches and, and this song is played in that episode which is great i mean it's two of my favorite things south park and our maiden and yeah. they're listening to this it's funny you know it's funny and look at the video for this song it's, yeah it's, it's yeah. whimsical it's funny it is it's yeah it's old black and white footage uh, and a bit of live playing and dancing couples like, dancing couples yeah that's just what why why <laughs> what 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 is Actually, that kind of i like kind of like that one it, 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 yeah. it has its charm it's the best one of the standard maiden videos maybe yeah could it be 
I yeah. mentioned before, I think when you were on last, or maybe when Joel was on first, that uh, you guys did the best episode, I think, ever on Maiden videos. Oh, I love it so much. It's so it funny. It was so thorough. I don't know what you guys were on, or what kind of coffee you had in your pot, because it was the most thorough so detailed <laughs> you went nuts with yeah. that one you went mental those were w- my favorites i think my favorites to make as well because like you didn't have to talk about the music and it was like there there were no rules Excellent. you could just yeah. talk about the images and the, like it, and the, the vid- maidens videos are ridiculous like they are <laughs> all they're, of them i like, used to think they were really single, bad though i used to think they, they were are, just shit but they kind of are but they're also there's a little bit more to it, and that you, you guys helped me see that, like in yeah. two minutes. When I look at two minutes now, you guys talked about that for half an hour, I think. <laughs> like, yeah, something like the, it. Yeah. Who, who are the guys? What's the team with, the, <laughs> with that logo on and so forth? <laughs> exactly, and it's yeah. become, uh, that one is one of my favorite videos, and also the earlier ones with the black and white uh, mm. are okay. Uh, maybe a bit boring, actually. You know, just yeah. an empty stage uh, with lights on. Uh, not a good video band. But no, there's a little bit more to it than just you know saying it's shit. I think I yeah. think that a lot of metal uh, videos uh, are sort of inherently unintentionally goofy because you have people trying desperately to be as far from goofy as you can be in an almost aggressive kind of way, Fierce. and it automatically yeah. kind of becomes a little bit ridiculous. And with just a little bit of scrutiny, you can you can sort of see the ridiculousness. I think for a lot of the Maiden videos, it does not take a lot of scrutiny to see the ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. But it's it's like. Um, Metal is all about like don't be a poser and everything, mm-hmm. and everything's built up on posing. Like, at, at the whole genre, that's like the one thing that unites all of metal is that you're posing. Yeah, as I have something. A, I have you a thing are. I want to run by you, Axel, on that, which yeah. I like so much. And sorry, listener, because I did it like last week too. But sorry, uh, Steve okay. had this ad in 1981 or 80, looking for a guitarist. Mm-hmm. Two rules: no posers. Okay, that's self-explanatory. You're not going to just rock the look. You're going to no, no, you know, no. actually do it good. But the other rule makes it so interesting and kind of balances it out. Mm-hmm. No professionals. <laughs> no no posers, no professionals. I like that, yeah. you know, because yeah, you can't have a wise ass coming in and like, this modulation doesn't work. No, no, no. You, so, need, and, you need a punk. Like, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that makes it more like, then I can, it's not so silly then to, you know, send away the poser if you also mm. send away the professional. And like Fenris in Dark Throne says, metal, it's ridiculous. We know it going in. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful stuff, really, if you look at it Yeah, like you that. need to be a brave to be really metal, because it's like... Kind of silly, yeah, you know. Y- just standing yeah, there like, wow, woo! A bit silly with the spikes and the leather and the blackness and I don't know, yeah. And um, also cool, right? Silly and it cool. It is very cool. Silly it, and yeah. cool are coming together this nicely, this tightly, and it's a tight rope to walk always. Same as the what I call the cultural appropriation in Nomad. Again, I like cultural appropriation, but it's a tight rope to walk. The mm. Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, now we're yeah, in Egypt. Exactly, now yeah. we're in the desert. But it's yeah, part old of it. cliches. Yeah, the tropes and the, and the cliches are part of it. And yeah. of course, in this song too. Interesting thing in this song about that though is that maybe the music and the lyrics there's a juxtaposition in between them. Yeah, mm. because it isn't an evil sounding song. No. It's a party like like it's a rocker yeah it, it is a party tune on the chorus too before i forget i wanted to mention having yeah. it one and a half times is beautiful because mm. it's the same trick as in smoke on the water mm. something we mentioned the very first time you and me talked actually that if you have one and a half choruses yeah you get such a momentum amount. thrown back yeah. into the verse yeah. instead yeah. of going to d for a second end you go to mm. the new start yeah it's another verse and it's like hell yeah you know Momentum. Yeah. But yeah, it is really good songwriting. It's 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 a like it's a sort. It's almost as a pop song in a way. But still, this intro is really long, like of, of this, like mm-hmm. it's, spoken word. It isn't. It up. isn't a pop song, but the one and a half choruses. It's, it feels. It yeah, it's a touch of pop. Yeah. You mentioned Birch recently, and he, mm-hmm. of course, did produce "Smoke on the Water" as well. Could it have been a Birch idea? Cut off Might the be. second Might half, be, yeah. the second repeat. Yeah. Because that's what we did back then, and it, that worked. And even, yeah. like, the whole build-up thing is very purple to do. It like, isn't st- 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 impossible. Like, 
Yeah, so good, might Martin be. Birch. What a hero! Yeah, like, if who, like, uh, okay, who do we have? We have Adrian has written this, hasn't he? Now, who is behind this song? I can, like, I, oh, I haven't done least. my research. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah, completely Harry's. Steve it's Aldrich. completely Harry's. Yeah, and well, this strengthens your theory then, because if we know Harry's, he likes drawn out, drawn out stuff. Take your yeah. time. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. It's interesting. It yeah. is. It is very well produced. Again, maybe the best produced metal album of all time. Sometimes I think so. Killers is, however, as good, I must say, in production. Mm. Maybe yep. not in song value, but it's my current favorite, maiden favorite album is Killers. It's been for a while now. Like mm. I'm, I'm, I'm almost worried about Seventh Sun, but I'm not so fickle that I'm just going to switch favorite like that. Even nah. though Killers has been my fave for a while now, it's a great record. That was the yeah, other it, title track that you wanted to be on and that we did last time. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's it's such, I don't know, there's so much music on Killers mm. as well. Like, it, there's the, so much happens. Every, like, yeah. It has less clunkers than this album, actually. Oh, yeah. There's not yeah. too much I mean, on that. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, we've talked, uh, we, you know, we, we, we all probably remember the, uh, you know, when we did the opening track. <laughs> <laughs> that episode, um, Invaders, Pillaging, going up, and going back down, raping, what, but it's, Hold it's up. cute, <laughs> like, yeah, it ah. is cute, endearing, I guess, but this song is, is not cute, is it, this song has left parts of that cuteness, but it's still fierce, I think, this song has a fierce yeah. power, all the yeah. way through. There's something I'm a sucker for, and I really like when you have in, in, in a band where there's two guitarists and they're each going to do a solo. For me, I, I love when there's a good trade-off. So you like the, the, when the switch over between the two is done really well. Yeah. And I think in this song, it's done excellent. The two of them, you know, first yeah. first Dave and then going to Adrian. It's just such a cool. Uh, that whole thing is yeah. that, that, that I love that bit. Yeah. Of course, you have the build-up. Uh, the um, I'm, I, if I just start singing it, I might sing "Round to the Hills." So I'm just thinking now. Right? Yeah. Dave goes kind of off scale in this one, I think by mistake, perhaps. Sounds really cool. In the beginning there. It's a very weird lick. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit off, but in a really cool way. Yeah. It's heavy metal. Like sometimes you need to play some sour stuff and it like just annoy the ears a bit. And and it's yeah, it's just metal. I think it, he accidentally hits the major sixth which is not part of the scale whatsoever no no but it's supposed to be there it's supposed to sound like that like you can't play it any other way no no It's a hard one to learn too. I've had trouble doing that. That particular one has been one of the hardest. The drills and like yeah, the f really fast drills. It's it's cool. Christian, however, does the solo from from Adrian super well without backing. So I'll splice that in now. <laughs> It's an extremely aggressive solo from, from Adrian. He has all that, you know, uh, Chuck Berry, you know, yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, it's really rock and roll. It's, a, yeah. it's one of my favorite Adrian solos. It's yeah. amazingly good. Amazingly good. Dave's solo, they switched to a weird key, actually. They go and play in... You, the, the, the chords underneath are A sharp and F. Mm. First fret on, on A, a power chord, and then first fret on E. So it modulates, mm -hmm. and that's maybe why it's also so wild. And maybe yeah. why he, he hits some off-scale notes, because it's a weird scale, yeah. isn't suddenly? Yeah, it modulates. Then, yeah, then, that's then, true. Yeah. 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 And then for Adrian's, you go to, I think, just D minor, or D pentatonic, really. So mm -hmm. kind of D mm -hmm. ambiguous. And that's why it also rocks out a lot, because it releases into his solo, mm -hmm. as they yeah. often do. Like, Dave's solo yeah. is often built around tension. You have that Mimushail too, just chugging yeah. away. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and then it and, opens. And that as well is such a clever way of arranging a heavy metal song to have 
two separate parts for two separate solos. Yeah. And it, it makes all the difference. It changes the dynamic completely and propels the song forward. But whilst still being exciting. Yeah. Fresh. Fresh. So, yeah, it, the solos are amazing. do this da, 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 da. the bluesy fills where everyone plays unison it's it, that's so good Then the bass solo part as well, wow. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, like at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. And really up on the neck. Classic Steve Harris. Also, killer riff that one. Also, this speaks for the brief uh, contents music in the song because I think we've already addressed everything without really being on a curriculum. That's all the parts of the song. But yeah. they are cleverly arranged. To say one more thing about the bass playing, and that is the bass playing underneath Adrian Smith's solo. Uh-huh. That that's the like some of the best bass work in this song as well. Oh yeah, it's his fill doing fills and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, doom boo doo boo doo 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 Really like uh, yeah, grooves. playing with the harmonies and grooves and walks around and it's yeah. in very good with Clive. He doesn't lock in as well with Nickel. No, he doesn't. And that yeah, that that's all the difference. It it grooves better with Clive. And it's always been that way. I think under gunpoint I would maybe still pick Nico because Nico is just, you know, he's a sound, he's a vibe completely. Yeah. Of course Clive is too. But yeah. if I would say what's the best lock in with Steve is definitely Clive. Oh, yeah. But maybe mm. that's why, you know, maybe that's why it wasn't as fun for Clive. Maybe it was mm. he was more really minding it and being very serviceable whereas Nico doesn't mind shit <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah he doesn't <laughs> listen to Steve <laughs> he just plays what he wants to and, and yeah he's having a ball he's having a ball yeah I was gonna say uh, one of my favorite versions of this song is the Rock and Rio uh, version very strong and one of my favorite bits in that version is uh, after the last chorus before the before it goes back to the end after Bruce sings one for you and me, uh, and it goes, you know, dun dun dun. Back to the five four. But Nico, uh, it's it's a great little, not not even really a fill. He's just sort of following the the, the guitar melody. It's it's it, it, accenting the cymbals. There you go. That's what that's what that's how musicians talk. Right? There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's a smart <laughs> yeah. thing to do. On a big stage, it's very smart because then you know that you're, we're not going to get lost here. Yeah. Mm. If you really. And I mean, let's just take a half a minute or a minute to appreciate Rock and Rio. Oh, what yeah. the hell, guys? It's one gig. Like, Live of Death is three gigs. Uh, mm. Live Chapter is great, but that's like 10 gigs. Mm. Uh, how could, could you do that? One gig, festival, 
quarter of a million people and it's your best live record ever. I'm, I yeah. can safely say that they're never, ever going to top that. No. No, definitely not. I mean, it's, they it's played, miraculously good. Yeah. But they were, like, they had, they were re- pretty young still. Yeah, our age, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, yeah, well, a bit older. A bit older, <laughs> yes, yes, actually, a but, bit older. But yeah, like, <laughs> they were, yeah, and, and really good shape. The band had just continued playing, like, yeah. and Bruce was back and hungry and, the record was great and they re- like they had kevin and they did it differently etc like they were in such good condition yeah so like and the stakes were high i mean it's a great show amazingly huge song and to kick off that like rebranding of the band almost and and new start at they had practiced a lot to to pull that off uh, it's another thing I've kept repeating, but I will tell you, Axel, now. So sorry, listeners, again, for repeating myself, but Brave New World was easily the most important album in their entire career. Oh, yeah, Because definitely. when they made Number of the Beasts, which is on topic, of course, today, they didn't know that this was a pivotal moment. But when mm. they made Brave New World, they knew it was either a pivotal moment or a fiasco. Oh. Yeah. So it's so yeah. important. And then on Rio, it's, of course, 01. So they had been on the road for a bit. Mm. Everything is just set right to do your best to do your like your best performance in your career could yeah. be because you know I've recorded many shows I've played some good some less good yep. but none perfect no it's kind of perfect yeah, I th- it almost is. I think almost. I think yeah. also for any like for us who sort of all three of us I think came in around the same time uh, to this band yes. that that uh, record is obviously very near and dear to our hearts just because when it came out we were we were you know you know. For me, that was just as I was really getting really into the band properly, and I'd seen that tour, and then you get a, the cool live album from that from that tour, um, mm. and that's you know, and the, and the fact that it's you know completely fucking amazing all the way through it. Every, there's, you like there's there's multiple songs in that album. Well, I think well the best version of that song ever is this one here. Like for instance, the Klansman on that one is amazing. Uh, yeah. This this mercenary, mercenary as well. So badass. much better than on the album. Uh, this this particular that. number of the beast uh, also the great version there. There's nothing in there that's like meh. Everything everything is hallowed. What's what you say? Hallowed on that one. Mm. Oh, wow wow <laughs> wow that's something else. <laughs> that's something else. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. Like it's mm, been a, me a year. Maybe. I watched it. I watched it with you guys on a live stream last time I saw it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Under, yeah, you yeah, have these pandemic nice little uh, gatherings on YouTube. Those are fun. Yeah. Yes, pandemic gatherings. And uh, but I actually I would say I, I don't consume much live videos or live albums in general. I'm a nah. studio album guy, or just podcast listening I, to talk about. Yeah, it, I watch know. like I tiny desks and stuff. Oh, those are cool. Oh, they're pretty good. Have you seen, <laughs> yeah. seen the one with Chad Smith? Uh, no, uh, no. Chad I Smith is Chad Smith is in Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm thinking about Nate Smith. Nate Smith, uh, great drummer. Uh, yeah. Check him out. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. I need to watch it. I yeah. spliced in a song called Rambo from that in one of our episodes, one of our hundreds. <laughs> and uh, it's one of my favorite drummers. Saw him in Stockholm last year, uh, African-American guy, and it's just incredible. And he's playing a lot with the BPMs, which you don't mm. hear so much in metal. Yeah. So riffs that slow down gradually yeah. and, and yeah. speed up gradually, like the Rambo tune, for example. And the Tiny Desk show with him is... When we get to a rotation, I have something to say about that. Yeah. But my favorite, I think my favorite tiny desk is like uh, Mac Miller. Mac uh, Miller. That, I'll that's check a, that out uh, he's a rapper. Uh, yes. Died very young, etc. But yeah, hmm. um, that's a good one. Only the good die young. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes do. it's true, actually. So where were we? We got off into live music there for a bit. Yeah. Do you have any favorite live versions of this track in general? I guess we mentioned Rio. Maybe that is one, one of the best. Uh, it's pretty strong on the early stuff too, right? When mm-hmm. they played it in um, with Clive on uh, Beast, of, Beast over Hammersmith, yeah, for one. example. Yes, Beast think, over. Uh, that's the concert throughout is is.
almost at 19 songs, I think, in the playlist too. And Bruce is, doesn't have much technique, so he's you know frying his vocals towards the end. And when they're doing Drifter, Eric pointed out that he can't uh, resist doing rock and roll for like 20 seconds. Rock and roll! Yeah. Speaking of uh, goofy Bruce, um, the B-side of the single version, uh, the original number of the Beast single, where he sings Remember Tomorrow, I, I mm-hmm. listened to that today for the first time in many years, and man, he sings that weird. He sings it great, but he, it doesn't sound like Bruce mm. Dickinson. He's trying to sound like Paul in a almost, I don't know, like he's... It's almost like he's making fun of the way Paul sang it or something. It's, That's very it's well eared of you, because I have an explanation for this that you might okay. not know. It's a fake live. It just says live in Italy. What it really is, is that he's overdubbing uh, the Japan version, uh, which is released as well, so you can put them side by On side. Why? Really? And that's why he has to do all Paul's mannerisms, because otherwise you can hear them in the ambience microphones. Hmm. So he has to. But that's Good there's year. like a story. There's like if you check the, we need to update the Wikipedia then because this like, there was none of this shit there. I thought yeah. I'd pull up the lyrics here because I think we mentioned every instrument in the music uh, without, again, without being on a curriculum, which is naturally just came to us: drums, bass, guitars, uh, singing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, the last verse, which I like, I like that they go back to a verse after the solos. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic, and. I mean, I have the fire, I have the force. That's the phrase that's most fun to shout along to on a, in an arena. I mean, it's amazing. It, it's such a metal. Big Just, harmony on the it, record too, right? Yeah. I the, have the yeah. force! It's, I think it's the only time they put in... Some, like, they're the only overdubbed vocals, I think, in this song. Oh, yeah, I think so. They rarely do it in the middle of a verse, right? It's, uh, I mean, rock bands rarely... Yeah, but it's the only that. harmony, I, I believe, in the... Like, it is? And, uh, yeah. And, and There's no shouting in the chorus? Yeah, you're right, probably. No, I don't no. think there is, no. Editor's note. I think this is the only time Maiden or Martin Birch have ever used a octave down effect on top of the vocals. The so-called Satan mode. Fittingly enough, uh, I'm gonna exaggerate it in the right speakers. You can hear it uh, on certain phrases, right? This can go on. I must inform the law. Can this still be real or just some crazy dream? But I feel drawn towards the chanting hearts. Seem to mesmerize. Can't avoid their eyes. Sex. 
screams i mean the the thing with the chorus is that it doesn't really have a melody it's just nope <laughs> rhythm just screams six, the thing six, six. that's dangerous and it, it's fantastic yeah it's, it's sometimes easier if you can latch on to a melody that makes it big right here you can't really it's all attitude six yeah, it's all, yeah. six, six. But, i mean the yeah there are the notes beat. you need to hit but it's and bruce but bruce doesn't sing it in that way live anymore it's it's a different it's become a different chorus almost and it's well, also yeah. i think yeah. nowadays is a rarity if he does the whole usually he'll do six and the audience does the six six bit yeah yeah i started reading the wrong verse of course the final verse begins with i'm coming back i will return I and that's another return. big i will yeah. return and now possess your body, and I'll and make stock on fucking burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's also a good thing. Uh, if you should put in the local city in a lyric, that's a pretty good one to do it. Although he often messes up the rhythm because of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's yeah. you know maybe if you're playing in, uh, I don't know Trinidad uh, and Tobago. <laughs> if you're playing in uh, Kathmandu, it's like, hard to put that Kathmandu in. Too many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> right and make yeah. Kathmandu fucking burn you have to do a, like a quintuplet but, or but something. he does it like in a he started doing it in this loose almost frank sinatra way where he just mm. drags it over and then just comes into the verse again yeah and, I'll and sometimes make stockholm fucking burn uh, i have the fire you know engage uh, the pyrotechnics of course yeah yeah the uh, hellfire it's yeah the legacy of the beast pyrotechnics in number of the beast is I think the best part of the live show. Chef's mm. kiss on that one. Yeah. So I, I pulled up the lyrics here to see, uh, like just to dig into them a little bit in detail. Of course, first you have the revelation chapter, which is, there's many ways I've seen this chapter or chapter, this bit paragraph. I've seen it many ways in different kind of wordings. I think it's mm. a really good wording here. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast. For it is a human number. Its number is 666. It has a rhythm to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a uh, poem. It, yeah. It's really nice. And then starting it with, I left alone. I mean, I like that, you know. It sets the scene pretty much. Like, yeah. he, he's, he's not in company. Like, whatever is around him, he's subject to that. Yeah. At this time, like, there's, there's no way he's going to... He, he has no crew with him. He has no posse or, or entourage. I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind. That row is a bit more intriguing. I'm not yep. sure what that would mean. If it's the memories that get repeated in dreams, maybe. Mm. Or rehashed in dreams. Uh, what did I see? Can I believe? That's also, pretty yeah. self-explanatory. Yeah. That what I saw last night was real and not just fantasy. So that's also an interesting one. He's in doubt if it's reality or, or fantasy, right? It's, it's yeah. so viv vivid, apparently. Just what I saw in my old dreams, where they reflections of my warped mind staring back at me. That's a great yeah, role. Again, yeah. comes to the memories and what dreams really are. And of yep. course, if you know Harris, you know that he's haunted by these dreams. Mm. Poor yep. motherfucker, whatever Bruce said. <laughs> poor, poor sucker. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, do you guys do you guys dream a lot? Oh yeah. oh yeah, no, I don't. Like I remember maybe three dreams a year or something. Ah, oh, well, you still got three then. <laughs> yeah. I dream a hell lot too, and it's sometimes super good dreams. Like the mm. day after is not as fun as my dreams were <laughs> because it's, it's some weird stuff happening. Characters come in. It's only a matter of time until you and Eric come in into the dream. And you're not, basically, you're not going to be yourself though. It's just going to be clearly you, but you're going to yeah. be a character <laughs> doing something. Yeah. And we're going to be on a hunt or something together. Yeah. It's just so, if it's reflections of my warped mind, I don't know how warped it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how warped it is because <laughs> no. they make no sense in that way. And I know, Eric, I've seen some of your dream uh, 
reflections, and they seem quite odd. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them, it's, the ones that, some of them are just really odd, uh, you know, like, they're completely round. They, they, I mean, they sort of, like, they, they use such a, it's, it's sort of like you were saying, that, like, there might be familiar faces of people in them, but then they, they, what, what's actually happening makes actually no sense whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I'm sure you, if you ask one of those people who claim to be able to, you know, to quote-unquote, you know, read dreams or whatever you call it i'm sure they mean something because uh, obviously trying to work through some something but i never I, I, I don't bother dabbling and figuring out what it is uh but when, like it like when i when i'm really stressed uh during the past few years when i've had these periods when i've been sitting really stressed about something or lots of going on i do tend to like like last summer yeah this past summer definitely i had mm-hmm. i i was the dreams i had then were mostly very stressful Things that I actually, a lot of times there were things that I actually had done or some situations that I've been in, but they were like, they also were very stressful. So it was like just reliving some of my fucking worst oh. hits. And that's, that's so that was delightful. Um, I don't have nightmares anymore. They've completely disappeared. But I have one that sucks yeah. on, on the topic of this. And it's that I'm supposed to make a train or a flight, mm. but suddenly mm. the air is made of syrup. That's not good. And I'm just like, I can't make it. And I mean, I'm not the best at time in timekeeping. What? Really? So yeah. It's pretty much myself punishing myself for that, I think. Just like, you're not going to make the flight. And I mm. make all the arrangements and everything. Like, Man. okay, I got margins and I, I'm not making it. That's the worst dream I have. Yeah. Uh, happens sometimes and it's very stressful. I w- wake up more tired than when I went to sleep sometimes. That's not if I have that one. That's, that's, that's rough. But normally I have good ones, fun ones. And uh, as you say, they don't make any sense in the external world, but internally they make sense, what people yeah. do and everything. So it's not my, like super My weird. dreams are always really like, they're not surreal in that way. Like mm-hmm. there's no like elements of it. They're somewhat realistic, even though the story doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's uh-huh. like, I've I've been... I haven't committed a murder in my dreams, but I've been like a part of a murder, mm. and that was same weird. same here. Actually, I haven't yeah. committed one, but I've been an escapee. I've been like yeah, the, exactly, yeah. The like fugitive. an asset or or yeah. some sort, like helping out. Yeah, <laughs> I had one when my dad and me had been dealing drugs for some reason together, <laughs> and we were we were escaping law together. That was a really strange one. <laughs> That's a maiden song. You need to write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are escaping the fugitives. Law with Exactly. And Blood Brothers. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, I almost went through the lyrics, so I might as well cap them off. Because mm-hmm. I think these lyrics are pretty good, actually. They're very good. Uh, for what yeah, they are, like, right? Yeah, and it's not half bad. And I, I realize, like, you'll go through them. I, I have a point, though. Uh, actually, I haven't thought about Bring it in. Bring it okay, in. Okay, I will. I will. Um, I mean, this is really <laughs> low-level, like, uh, poem al- analysis. But, okay. I mean... It's about the book of Revelations, mm-hmm. and what is a revelation? It's a dream, and the story is about having a dream. So is he then, what's the English word for the dude who apparently wrote it? Who, which apostle wrote this? It's Johannes Uppenbarel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and Johannes. I mean, is it like an analogy of, of that? Could be. Is it That's more, smart, is it more religious smart, than but, we think but it is? But I like is? it. Yeah. I mean, analysis often is not really trying to find out what Steve was, was thinking because we can't know that. So I like nah, that kind of thing when you, when you, no. you know, put in a higher gear, as we say in Swedish, like uh, overanalyze it. And yeah, I like exactly. that one. Like you can yeah. go into the mind of whoever wrote that particular bit of the Bible, which is, of course, the, the, the main, this is a kick-ass part of, of, especially the New Testament. Oh, yeah. The old one is pretty cool, too. If old Testament and metal, you have Creeping Death, yeah. which is an mm. amazing song. And a very young Hetfield, very good. Like that lyric is very good. And yep. flow and everything. We're not going to do a, a creeping death episode, but I mean, come on. Slaves, Huber's born to serve. To the Pharaoh, heed to his every word. Live in fear. It has a great, strong rhythm to it. And uh, again, a very young Hetfield. And I mean, Harris wasn't that old here either. No. Nah. Or no, Bruce no. in Revelations, for that matter. Looking forward to that song. Because, oh, yeah. yeah that's so. very, very impressive for his age, what he did yeah. in that song. And Remember Tomorrow by Paul as well. I think that's a standout maiden lyric. One of my favorite well, maiden songs yeah. altogether. Yeah. So good. And it's deep, deeply emotional, I think. Yeah. It's about his father. So it's like his blood brothers, in a way. Mm. So uh, um, Left Alone, Mine Was Blank, etc. Uh, just what I saw in my old dreams. I did that one too, right? Because mm. in my dreams, it's always there. The evil face that twists my mind and brings me to despair. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty... Metal. It's very yep. metal. It's really dark. Super dark. Yeah. The face of all your fears. That kind of thing. You know? 
Knight was black, was no use holding back. That's like, it's again like he's, he's alone, right? He's, mm. he's subject to this, whatever he's in. Because I just had to see was someone watching me. So a bit of paranoia mm. in there. In the mist, dark figures move and twist. It's pretty graphic. It's really cool. Yeah. It paints a picture. I like mm. that. Was all this for real and just some kind of hell? So that ties back to is this a dream or just reality? Exactly. Or just a strange illusion. <laughs> His, yeah. most co- his most common <laughs> question in a lyric, right? He yeah. had asked that question in 10 songs, I guess I can think, yeah. something like that. Yep. Uh, torch, this is my favorite verse. Torches blazed and sacred and chants sacred were chant. frayed. Love that. So, so badass. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's so, so badass. Mad. That's metal all the way. Yeah. As they start to cry, hands held to the, the sky. sky. And they also get that mix of uh, barking and melody, right? Which is... Yep. Uh, he should do that more often. I think he actually did that a bit on Senjutsu, which I was happy about. Like, mm. I went back to the spoken word type singing mixed with so- singing because he yep. did too little of that on A Matter of Life and Death, for example. He's just singing all the way through. Yeah. In the night, the fires are burning bright. The ritual has begun. Satan's, Satan's work is done. Love that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. just the basic devil music thing. Says oh, and, yeah, who doesn't love that? It just, it's. Yeah. That's why we're here, isn't it? Yeah, that's why we're here. Without that, like, we wouldn't be sitting here. No, no. 25 something years, 20 years later. Yeah. What a good verse. I reiterate it because it's so good. Torches blazed, sacred chants were phrased. As they start to cry, hands held to the sky. In the night, the fires are burning bright. The ritual has begun. Satan's work is done. Yeah. It doesn't say too much, it's just great, you know. It's just this picture, really, again. Yeah, I can see Steve just, like, being really snug and, you know, so, you know, at peace with himself when he put that to word. It's like, yeah. that's Very impressive. How old was he then? He's born in 56 or something, 56, 57. So he wasn't old. He was uh, in his mid-20s. Yeah. Then then it's the chorus, of course. And then the verse that you alluded to, Axel, which is, for me, the most funny words. Uh, this can't go on. I must inform the law. Can this still be real or just some crazy dream? So now he asked that three times in the song. He asked, yeah. <laughs> "Is this a dream or reality?" Yeah, that one is a bit. Yeah, it's a bit placeholder. Uh, a I bit don't know. Whimsical. It's, yeah, verse yeah. four is a bit whimsical. Uh, yeah. But I like the end of it. But I feel drawn towards the chanting hordes. Seem to mesmerize. Can't avoid their eyes. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, again, about the, I guess the helplessness or paranoia within it. Uh, mm. And then, of course, the final verse five or outro. I'm coming back. I will return, and I'll possess your body and I'll make you burn. So this feels like it's Satan talking. I think his last bit is. I think. Uh, yeah. I have the fire. I have the force. I have the power to make my evil take its course. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect end to it. It's a perfect. It's end the to devil it. speaking to us through music. Indeed. It's wonderful. Yeah. What yeah. a good last line! Oh, I have yeah. the power to make my evil take its course. It's, it's like this. This is uh, my plan is going. Hmm. There's no stopping me really, which uh, yeah. summarizes the whole thing. And is this a perfect song? In my opinion, it is. It's a five and, out of five. And, and it ends in the perfect way as well. Like the yep. ending is just—it's so bombastic. It's so na na na. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Call back to that intro da, bit da, where he screams, right? Which is cool timing. What kind of timing is that? It's almost like hanging a bit. Da-ga-da-da. I think it's pretty... Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so, going so, back to that no count in sort of slight mindset, I think. It's just like we're just playing these... You know, we're By playing these sure. things. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. there's... There, there is a rhythm to it, but it isn't relevant, I think, it's, to be uh, over-analytical about it. It's it's more about feeling. I think it's one-eighth syncopated or something, so that, you know, da 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 down Yeah. That hit. But that's, I mean, standard in rock and roll, really. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you time to count it in your head if you want. Yeah, he skips like one-eight. It, it's yeah. one-eight more. It's like... Da-da-da-da. Da post yeah or something. It's yeah. It's not overly complicated anyway. Even if you analyze no. it, it's it's but pretty I, straightforward. I don't think it's relevant. Like, no, I mean they time it yeah. in their head. They're yeah. thinking da 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 da. They're thinking yeah. the song. It's like it's supposed to be played now. Yeah, and everyone yeah. with them. You, you know, it's yeah. It's, it's the uh, case with metal. Uh, this era of metal, in most yeah. cases, and I like actually I like knowing where I'm at where I am in the rhythm because that's the first thing I learned in music 
Mm. I had a very bad natural talent, so I had to work a lot on this. So it's a good thing that I'm passionate about it. Mm. And mm. rhythm was the first I learned because it's like, where am I? You gotta know. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But but it's in like metal, the map. yeah, yes. In a way. But in this type of metal, you're just singing it. Really, everyone is just singing it. Yeah. Da 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 da. And then of course they have metal. Da da da. Prime seventh mm. prime. I mean, perfect. Snapping end. Oh. Yeah. I had one little exercise on this song because it's a staple, right? It's one of those that they always play. Pretty much. Yep. Always play. And I wanted you guys to try and make a quick sort of uh, ranking of these staples. Which ones are your favorites and which ones would you perhaps not need again? I, I know it already. Mm. Okay, yeah. you go first then. Like the ones I wouldn't touch are Hallowed Be Thy Name and Number of the Beast. They um, got to be in there, okay. Trooper, ah. I, I, I can live without Trooper. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I sort of crave a maiden gig where they replaced Trooper with something else. They have it done. Would be a couple oh, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah they should have do they it again. skipped Trooper? Yeah, 2006 they did. 88 wow. also, which is remarkable. In 88, they played many songs from Peace of Mind, but they did not play the Trooper. But in 2006, so yeah. that was which tour? It that was, was uh, Matter of Life and Death. Yeah. Ah, that's true. Yeah, but that makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did yeah. they do then? They had five old songs, right? So they had. They had like, I, I think Fear, Fear of the Dark. Fear, Iron there, Maiden, like... Two Minutes, Evil Up and Do was in there. No, let me check. But I think you're right. Um... I think Fear, uh, Iron Maiden, Evil Up and Do. Uh, um, checking it right now. Did they do Beast then, or did they actually? I skip think they skipped it there? actually. Um... Mm. Hmm. That's interesting yeah. too. No, I'm just going from the Stockholm. Such a provocative tour, but Run to the Hills <laughs> yeah. must have been one of them. Like they can't skip Run. To I the think hills. they skipped Hills. So yeah, the, the extra. Yeah, they only, they only did. Yeah, so what they did was Fear of the Dark, Iron Maiden, Two Minutes to Midnight, The Evil Lapman Do, and they ended it with Hallowed Be Their Name. Hmm. Good okay. picks though. Good picks. Yeah, like uh, if yeah, like good thing to keep Hallowed Be Thy Name because then yeah, yeah. the best song in this genre. Mm. It is. But I would say for these staple type tunes, the song Iron Maiden, for example, mm. I felt for the longest time that maybe it's unnecessary. I did a I did a one eighty on that. I I think it's necessary. I think it's a cool track to do. It doesn't flow that well. No, but same it, verse it, three it, times, and yeah. you know, and it stops all the time. Yeah, but it's it's young. It's naive, naive. in a wonderful yeah. way, and it you know yeah. And that one verse has pretty fun lyrics though. Uh, Won't you come into my room? I want to show you all my wares. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, what kind like, of weird mind wow. comes up with that? <laughs> yeah. So that one I think should be in there. Me too. I think that's gonna be in there. Yeah. There's none of them on Killers, perhaps Ratchild, but I mean, it's not always in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on Beast, of course, Hallowed must be in there. Mm -hmm. The song Number of the Beast, I love it, but I don't need it in a set all the time. Not every actually. time, no. Mm -hmm. It could be disincluded. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It's the whole gimmick of it. If a Maiden concert would be a mass, mm. it's like you, you need to have Number of the yeah. Beast. It, it's the body and blood part, you know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And what other staples? Trooper. Uh, love the Trooper, but it doesn't have to be in a set no. to me. Just for the right, communal vibe that Fear of the Dark sort of has, I definitely do that too, because just being there in that is so amazing. Yeah. yeah and, it, and Beast is, is, it's not just unique for Maiden. It's the only song in it. <laughs> there's and no it, other song like There's it. no other song like Number of the Beast None. by any other band. It doesn't sound like anything else. It's very special. And yeah. Yeah, it's weird because it. Yeah, like I said, it isn't really a Maiden track. It, Iron Maiden doesn't sound like Number of the no. Beast. Like, n in no way. Still, it's one of their biggest hits. And yep. yeah, it's 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 such a mythical song. Like we talked about in the beginning as well. Like it's it's this thing of its own. It it lives its own life. A lot of points from what we did touch on in the beginning are now coming to a close, which is nice neatly like this track you know it that's how it's structured too you got the beginning at the end and it's not boring it's perfect it's like every part is put in the right spot and used a fair few times but doesn't get boring like you don't need many ingredients for this it's like a, one of those um, old school household recipes yeah mm. you just need what you have in your yard 
You just yeah. need that. It's going to be very tasty. It's basic, good old uh, babushka cooking kind <laughs> yeah. of thing, you know. That, that's yeah, what exactly, it is. Yeah. Gangland. When, I, when we did Gangland, I was the only guy that liked it. It, it is, but everyone it's such else a kick, was just kick-ass song. It's it such a kick-ass song. It's so fast. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a punk. Yeah, it's very punk. Lyrics are a bit silly in that one. It's almost like you and me, Axel, if we did a gangster rap band. like we shouldn't meddle with those lyrics no (laughs) we don't know about uh, it's not that believable Um, we we haven't had any dead men telling no tales no yeah but it's better that one is better than invaders oh yeah definitely invaders yeah invaders is 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 a strange beast it's very odd and it's never been really played by the band i think they never played it no And it's the opener on a classic record. They never yeah. did it. I mean, it's slightly better than Invasion, though, which is even worse. <laughs> Norsemen are coming, Norsemen are coming. <laughs> That's the worst chorus in the history of rock and roll. <laughs> Norsemen are coming, Norsemen are coming, Norsemen are coming, Norsemen are coming. <laughs> oh, oh, well. oh, well. Yeah. Uh, this was a delight, this song, oh, to yeah. go through. Should we go to rotation? Yeah. I took a really left turn last time I was on this show. And I don't know, Beyonce. it was like an old Beyonce track or something. Yeah. I, I thought I'd stay a bit on, you know, keep it rock still. But one track I've been listening a lot to um, which uh, is an old Swedish prog band Tred Gres or Stenar and I just came uh, someone recommended a song they made like a cover of Iggy Pops and Teddy Bears Stockholm because I'm, I'm a punk rocker yes I am mm-hmm. uh, it's called Punkrockaren so they changed the title to Swedish and but it's it's just like a doomy vibey spatial weird version of the hip hop track and it's amazing it's so good i think it's from maybe 2016 or something so they're old like it's an old band playing but it's And and then I just I haven't listened to it enough to like recommend it wholeheartedly, but I think I'm going to like uh, it's a new Finnish heavy metal like really traditional heavy metal band called Green King. They're also on the Sign Records, along with my old band. Uh, so they're really cool and it, it's really like bread and butter heavy metal, but done in a really nice way. Hell and 
What about you, Eric? Uh, well, uh, two things primarily. Uh, one of the things is uh, Biff Byford's uh, solo album. I'd not heard it up until this this past weekend, and I don't know why I hadn't checked it out before. It's called. It has a bit of a ridiculous title. It's a School of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Actually, quick thing, Eric, because it's so fitting. On Paul Diano's Facebook, it says Education School of Hard Knocks. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just that sort of a person, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking, um, it's a sort of it's sort of become a sort of a joke that if you find if if you go into any like um, uh, so like for me for instance, I the area I live in has a Facebook group where people live in the area will post like. You know, like if either events happening, or most of the time, it's people like, "Oh my God, did you hear the sirens? Is that a helicopter?" Mm. And inevitably, every thread, every post will get so, someone commenting. Usually, a man in his say forties, fifties, uh, sort of basically a racist fuckhead who makes everything about that. And if you click on their page, nine times, uh, nine out of ten times, <laughs> apparently, this person also was educated at uh, the school of hard knocks. School of hard knocks, uh, or Livet Sorda Skola. Livet Sorda Skola, and usually it's a picture yeah. of the person in question holding a fish of some kind they caught. Is there a Finnish version of this? Elaman Koulu. Yeah, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's a great album. Is that with Fredrik Åkesson from Opeth on lead guitar? I don't know. He did the last one, so if it's the last one... Yeah, I think it, yeah. This is the latest one. I've been listening because yesterday I had the opportunity to. After I think I've been a fan of his since uh, like I was 13, uh, I saw Weird Al Yankovic live in Stockholm mm. yesterday. Mm. So I've been listening to a lot of his stuff. Um, I want to get you on our network mates in the proper podcast because they have a huge history with him. They like it a lot. And one of the guys shares it with his son too. That would be a oh, great yeah. crossover. Yeah, I, 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 we'll work, I definitely want to do that. Yeah. Um, but this particular tour, he just because he and a lot of people don't know that he does write his own songs. It doesn't just do parodies, it actually has original songs too. And this tour was just original songs. do this yesterday unfortunately it's one of my favorite it's called it's called attack of the radioactive hamsters from a planet near mars hmm, near song. mars which yeah. planet could it be yeah <laughs> <laughs> earth probably who knows like you know yeah. it's left, left, left to the listener to decide yeah yes yes it is clever title yeah yeah i like clever it title. Uh, also we've been a bit bad at mentioning our network the deep dive podcast network and mm. there's so many shows now so you can't list them but the, a new one that just came in that intrigued me i haven't heard it yet but i'm sure it's pretty cool it's regarding lulu so it's a podcast only about lulu the, the album the album with, with metallica wow. and Reed. that's <laughs> fantastic that's yeah. a really good that's a yeah the first podcast i ever loved was a, a podcast called uh you talking you too to me Okay. And it's about you too, but it's two uh, American comics, uh, comedians, comedians just yeah. sharing their 
mutual love for you too but they always sewn out on like the weirdest stuff and it's it's a hilarious like it was a good thing to be a part of and right, right. i don't know did you engage even did you them. reach out to these guys and uh, no i, I like i listened i started listening quite late but okay. at the end i sort of was real time with what was happening and and it was just nice i don't know it was yeah. it comes back to that i think a lot of people you know if i tell them which i rarely do actually but if i tell them i do an iron maiden podcast they kind of misinterpret it a little bit mm. of course we talk about iron maiden we nerd out on it it's the core thing but my idea has always been that, that you can get into pretty much everything. Eric mm. has called himself Mr. Off-Topic, and I'm very grateful <laughs> for that. Uh, I don't think you are, really, but it's a fun moniker. But it's, that's what it's about also. Like yeah. you, can, you have to start talking about something. It's really yeah. hard to have a discussion, like a panel come together, us three. We're going to talk about life. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. the fuck do we begin? <laughs> then you might as well begin with Rock and Rio or something, you know, and then you're probably going to associate it to all kinds of things. Yeah. Really, yeah, exactly. There. Yeah, it's a keyhole. Mm. It is. It is. So, what's been on for me? So, the first one is um, Autopsy from uh, an album called Severed Survival, mm-hmm. and the track is called Gasping for Air, and it's a mm. really cool, super non-technical death metal. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't listened that much to Autopsy. Uh, I love death metal. I've been listening quite a lot to death metal over the recent years, and like going into grindcore and stuff as well. But but blast beats and and you know uh, HM2 distortion pedals. Um, but yeah, uh, but I I found a newfound love. Like I went back to death. I started listening to death again, and it, they are cool, even when they're a bit technical. It's a lot of heart in it. His screams are just so painful. It, like I love that. It, it's great lyrics. I must say. I think I'm, I might have mentioned symbolic here before. It's my favorite yeah. lyric in the world, and it's in a death metal tune. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. What you feel and what you see, <laughs> and all that stuff. It's, <laughs> so good. So let's look at my other two options here, which are not death metal. Or one is kind of is a ball thrower uh, mm-hmm. album, Mercenary, and the song is called No Guts, No Glory, mm-hmm. and it's very basic too, but not in the autopsy way. It's more of like slow sixteenths, like easy riffs like just powerful and one thing i love about that band is that they made a great last album they started working on another album and they admit that it's not as good as the last one why the yeah. fuck should we do this and they quit putting out albums there's something true about it it is yeah and i love that it becomes part of the story And they're war-themed all the time, a theme that I have not been maybe super keen on, which is weird because I'm doing a Maiden podcast. <laughs> but uh, but I, I worked in the Army Museum with my sister for a bit, and then I realized, ah, I can make this topic my topic, but I have to dramatize it and think about personalities and the, 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 the small guy. Mm. You know, I'm not one for army formations or uh, numbers of tanks. Oh, this is the Model E55, and I'm, no way. That's not interesting to me. But if you think about it from a human perspective, war is interesting. Mm. Oftentimes in Maiden 2, not all the time though. No. Like they don't have to make so many war songs. <laughs> Tone it down a little. But uh, I mean, Senjutsu was a good war song, I think. Yeah. It was a different perspective. It's the only Maiden war song that isn't about an actual war, uh, like a historical Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. War. True. It's a good point. It's more like um, a vibe, I guess. You know, yeah. it could be yeah. somewhere in Asia and they're protecting a wall. And, you know, I think yeah. now I don't recall which Kurosawa film that. Uh, it might be based on, but uh, mm. we did mention that, I think, in the Christmas episode, we mentioned that it might be based on one, because I had just recently... Yeah, but it, it isn't like a war in which the 
Brits were a part of, like, no, which no. almost is a theme of every Maiden War song. Last pick is uh, Beastie Boys, uh, Sabotage the song. Oh, that's a hell of a song. Yes, that's such a good song. Heavy stuff, guys. Yeah. It breaks down in the middle with a false end, and then the bass comes riffing. That could be the heaviest thing that ever happened. we should wrap it up this is a good one i feel yeah it was fun so good to have you on for this one axel an honor an important uh, part of doing this particular track love the irons skull from the north Pusso, get on. <laughs>